This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 435. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 435. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I'm always happy to be here with you. I'm especially happy to be here with you during these wild times. I think we need each other now more than ever. And I will tell you that if you are in the Seattle area like me, we are entering week seven of distance learning. And I count down COVID life in, from like the time that we schools closed down. That's like when my world really got flipped upside down. So we are kicking off week seven here since our daily life changed dramatically. And wherever you are, I hope that you are safe. I hope that you are healthy. I hope that you are hanging in there. I know these are hard, unpredictable times that and things can get overwhelming and real exhausting. And so I'm with you. I'm with you. And I'm really, really honored that we get to be connected in this way and that I get to be in your ear during this time. And I have to say last week, we kicked off the Shameless Mom Con Collective. And if you have been listening for any length of time, you know that Shameless Mom Con is my live event that we had last 
April in Seattle for the first time, April 2019. It was phenomenal. We were supposed to have it just a few weeks ago here in Seattle, and that couldn't happen. So we ended up moving it to an online event. And instead of it being a two-day event, like it was going to be when it was here in Seattle, we moved it to a four-week event. And I have to say, I was really, really excited about moving this to a four-week event. I felt like that felt really good. It felt really exciting to be able to hold space for four weeks. But I also didn't know what it would feel like to get started on something that was supposed to be in person. And I can tell you now that it feels so good. It feels so, so good. So for those of you, there's almost 100 mamas, or I think there's right about it, 100 mamas in the program in the Shameless MomCon Collective. And it's just been amazing. It's been so amazing to feel so connected, to feel everyone's energy and enthusiasm. And it's also really interesting in times like this, how much we just feel power by being in community. And so for all my shameless mom con collective mamas, I'm sending you a special shout out. Thank you for being part of that experience with me. We are kicking off our second week in the collective. And I know it's going to be just as magical as the first. I cannot wait. And for those of you who didn't have the opportunity to join us this year, just know that you're invited next year and follow along online. I'll be posting a lot of stuff online as we work through the next few weeks. And so you can kind of stalk us and spy on us, especially on Instagram. That's where I post lots of the juicy stuff. So you can follow me at the Shameless Mom Academy there. But I just know that this is a lifeline that I didn't know I needed. And I think that a lot of other mamas in the collective are feeling the same way. So I'm so excited and honored to be a part of that. Before we get started today, I have a nomination for Shameless Mom of the Week. So Shameless Mom of the Week this week goes to Star. Shameless Mom of the Week always comes from a review that I read in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. So if you go to shamelessmom.com slash review and write a review for the show, let me know how the show has impacted you. And I might just nominate you as Shameless Mom of the Week and read your nomination on an upcoming episode. So this week's review comes from Star, and I'm nominating her as Shameless Mom of the Week because of her takeaway from listening to the show. So Star says, thank you, Sarah. Sarah's podcast has had a positive impact on my health and well-being. One standout takeaway that I have been holding on to recently is that I am qualified to be in charge of my life. And I love this. So thank you, Star, for taking a minute to write that review. I love this so much because I think this is what we lose sight of when things get hard. I think that we lose sight of what we are qualified to do. We lose sight of all the things that we've already endured, all the hard times we've been through, all the times when we had to show up and harness our strength and stand up in courage and move forward in the face of fear in order to make things happen. And I think that we really need to recognize right now how qualified we are to be doing all those things right now, how qualified we are to be standing in our power, to be moving forward in the face of fear, to be taking courageous action. When things are uncertain, it can be really easy to lose sight of that. And I don't want you to lose sight of that. You are definitely qualified to be in charge of your life. So thank you, Star, for that feedback. I'm so glad that the show has impacted you in that way. And that's definitely, definitely a message I want everyone listening to hear. So I appreciate that. If you want to let me know how the show has impacted your life, go ahead and pop on over to shamelessmom.com slash review and let me know. And who knows, you might be our next Shameless Mom of the Week. So let's dive into today's content. I actually asked on Facebook a couple weeks ago, 
what you really need right now. What's your biggest struggle? And I said, I'm getting ready to record some episodes. I want to make sure I'm keeping things as relevant as possible for all of you. And I want to know what your biggest struggles are right now. And I got a ton of feedback. I love it. Whenever I ask this question, I have to just say thank you so much because I ask this in our Facebook group fairly regularly. And you all always give me such honest and raw input and feedback. So I know exactly what you need. And this helps me a ton. So I just have to say thank you to all of you that always answer this question. Because my goal is always to give you what you need to give you what you want and also what you need. And so it's makes it really clear for me that I can make sure I'm meeting your needs when you give me this feedback. So many of you talked about struggling to find motivation right now you talked about living in this groundhog's day version of life where every day feels the same that feels really hard. You talked about not having personal time or time to yourself. And so that's what I really want to talk about today is finding motivation and personal time in a pandemic and really how to navigate this time where every day feels the same and every day feels kind of hard. And I've made this comparison before, but I think it's worth repeating that this reminds me so much of newborn land when Vinny was teeny tiny and waking up and feeling like, Every day is the same, but it's not a Saturday. And someone said to me at some point, I was like, every day is the same. And they were like, oh, every day is like Saturday. I was like, no, like every day is a Monday. It's just you wake up every day and you think, oh, my gosh, we have to do this again. It's really hard. And while that is a bleak way to embrace motherhood and your first year of motherhood, that is often how I felt because it was just so hard, especially after long sleepless nights and so many struggles around nursing. And I feel like we're a little bit there right now too. Like we're waking up in the morning like, oh my gosh, here we go again. (laughs) How are we going to make it through one more day? And how are we going to, we don't know what the day holds, but likely someone in this household will cry probably before 8 (laughs) a.m. So these are the days that we're having and it's hard. It's really hard. And if you are finding ways around that, I'm so glad. If you're finding peace and joy all the time, good on you. But I know that that is not the most common experience. I think we are finding peace and joy and magic in moments, especially when we challenge ourselves to look for those things. I know that I definitely am finding the peace and joy and magic in moments, but I'm having to really actively look for it. And sometimes it's the looking for it that gets exhausting. Like I don't want to be looking for it. I just want the magic to show up in front of me. I will say the more I look for it, the more I do feel like it shows up in front of me. So it is worth looking for. But yeah, we're not having these days where, you know, all the magic just jumps right into your lap. And so I want to talk through how we can manage finding motivation and how we can manage finding personal time. Because here's the thing. I think these two go hand in hand. If you are feeling like you're living this same day on repeat and it's feeling mediocre to less than mediocre. So you're really struggling with motivation. I think it might be because of a lack of personal time. I know for me, that's one one of the biggest challenges is I'm used to my husband going to work, dropping my kid off at school, and then sitting in my office and knocking stuff out and getting stuff done and owning my time and having space and freedom. You know, it's like me and the dog (laughs) and the dog, while somewhat limiting at times is nothing compared to having my whole entire family home. And I only have one child, by the way. I want to recognize that for those of you that have two and three and four, holy cow, it's like exponentially more chaotic and overwhelming. And I'm sure that you are feeling that crush of like no space and no personal time to an even greater extent than I am. So here's what I think. I think that 
if we can carve out personal time, and I'm not saying this is easy, but I do think it's crucial that we can then find motivation because I think it's the lack of personal time that is causing this stagnation in our motivation. And not that that's the only thing. I think there's a lot of other things too, but I think that's one of the big things. I think another thing that causes major stagnation in motivation is uncertainty is, you know, maybe security or lack thereof around a job or a partner's job. So there's a lot of other things I think that can be on the table here when it comes to motivation and stagnation and motivation or just complete lack of motivation and maybe even like depressive symptoms and a lot of anxiety. But I think that if you can carve out personal time, you're going to be able to find some ways to bring some of that motivation back. So that's what I really want to talk about today. I do think that carving out personal time is the first step to finding that motivation again and tapping into the pieces of yourself that maybe you're missing right now and you don't even recognize that you're missing them. And maybe you need to get them back, pull them back in, embrace them, own them and carry on with them. So the first thing I want you to do in managing motivation is build belief. So we're going to talk about four different things here. And we're going to talk about building in personal time last, because there's a few other things I want you to do first. Number one, we're going to talk about building belief. When you're looking at managing motivation, and you're looking at finding motivation, I want you to start with belief. And you have to build belief. This is actually our theme this month in uh, Momentum Mamas in my membership community. We're talking about building belief as a theme, because I think right now we are in this very unique time where it's easy to struggle with belief. It's easy to struggle with belief around having security and knowing where things are going to go. And when there's a lot of uncertainty, our belief can really falter. Our belief that things are going to be okay. Our belief that we are qualified to keep going. We are qualified to make things work. Our belief that we can figure things out on our own. Our belief that we can be as resilient as the situation might demand. All that can be compromised. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, 
listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So the first piece of managing motivation and bringing motivation back in, I believe, is in building belief. And so I want you to make sure that you are bringing in positive influences that remind you how capable you are, how powerful you are, how strong you are. So hopefully listening to this podcast does that. And hopefully you have some other strong resources around that as well. So listening to content and consuming content that really lifts you up and lights you up and gives you that sense of, yes, I can do this. I've been in hard places before. I'm going to keep going. I know right now I'm feeling a lot of motivation in reading Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, in listening to Brene Brown's podcast called Unlocking Us, like just being able to tap into really positive sources helps me build belief. And so you need to make sure that you are also using resources that help you build belief because there's plenty of resources right now that will definitely squash your belief really quickly if you're over consuming social media, if you're over consuming news. So make sure that you are building belief. Number two, the second piece of managing motivation is to have a vision. And I talked about this again in Momentum Mamas. We talked about having a vision and creating a vision. And we talked about vision over strategy. So right now, because we're in this very critical and crucial time, many of us are having to be really strategic and scrappy and like action steps and action plans and putting things in place and checking things off lists and which is very necessary. And also, I want you to lead with a vision. And so your vision can be about what you want your day to look like. It can be about what you want your month to look like. It can be about what you want the upcoming summer to look like. It can be about how your family is going to navigate this time. But you need to have a vision that gives you some clarity around what do you want right now? What do you want? What do you need? What is working? What's not working? What do you need to change? And when we have a vision, we can then create a strategy that will bring that vision to life. And so I know for me, like my vision right now is not me sitting at a table side by side with Vinny homeschooling him. And I was actually reading a thread of other parents in Vinny's class the other day, and a couple of them were talking about how they sit with their child and help them through all their schoolwork for the day. 
And I was like, oh, that's so not my vision. And kudos to any parent who is doing that because I know for some children, they absolutely need that level of support. My child needs more support than I'm giving him probably, but I'm not going to sit by him all day. I like I have to be working. So I don't have the space to sit by him through everything. So there's things that we don't do every day. So part of my vision is prioritizing and (laughs) recognizing that like, we're not going to do all seven activities that the teacher sends every day. And that's okay. And I'm totally fine with that. And another part of my vision is making sure that we get outside every day. Another part of my vision is making sure that I get space every day, multiple times a day. So there's all these pieces of the vision. And as soon as I know that that's what's most important, then I can make a strategy for the day that can be in line with the greater vision. And that is so, so important. If I don't have that vision and have clarity around that vision, instead, I'm starting from this place of reactivity and just diving into a checklist without having a purpose behind it. And often when we do that, we're diving into someone else's checklist. We're diving into the checklist that we see other people on social media doing. We're diving into a checklist that maybe a teacher sent that is intended to be a very general framework that's maybe not going to work for everyone or maybe not work for every working family. And so when we don't have that vision, we end up following someone else's vision and that's not going to light you up. You have to know what your own vision is. I know right now, one of the things I've been thinking about is vision for the summer. What is my vision for the summer going to look like? If we can't do any of the things that we planned, including any trips or any camps, what is my vision for the summer going to look like? And what is the purpose going to be? Because we still need to have something to look forward to this summer. And so I was sharing again in Momentum Mamas the other night that I'm like, I've been doing research on like backyard fire pits and blow up hot tubs. Yes, I learned that blow up hot tubs are a thing that you can buy a blow up hot tub on Amazon. (laughs) So I'm looking into like all these different things thinking, okay, if summer's going to look totally different than we originally thought, how can summer still be something fun and desirable? How can we create something that's going to feel good? And so once we have that vision in place, then from there, we can build out a strategy. So we've been doing this. We even did this around our spring break. We looked at, okay, we were supposed to be in Mexico. That didn't happen. So what did we do instead? And we did some other fun things as a family. We got this really fun Lego set that we worked on throughout the week as a family. We've been working on some puzzles. I did this like thousand piece Pokemon puzzle that I quote unquote, got for Vinny, but then I did the, (laughs) he did some of it, but I was definitely the one that had the most fun with it. So vision around quality time has been really important to us. And vision around quality time has trumped vision around education. And I know that's not going to be the same for everyone, but that's what we're doing. That's our vision. So from there, we've been able to create a plan. So that's number two in managing motivation. When you have that vision, you know from what point you're working from and where you want to be going. It gives you direction. And that is going to give you a sense of purpose, which will be very motivating. Number three is making a daily to-do list. And so I am not someone who typically endorses long to-do lists just for the sake of crossing things off. But I do think that unique circumstances call for unique measures. And I think right now there is definitely some value in creating lists, crossing things off. And so I typically, I create action lists every day in terms of what are like the three things I need to do today that move me closer to a goal. But I also think in a time like this, especially if you're struggling with motivation, you can have a to-do list, which is more task oriented instead of action items. So action items move us closer to a goal. Tasks can just give us a sense of accomplishment, a sense of like moving through the day and getting things done, not necessarily like, you know, taking your business to the next level or, you know, 
organizing the whole house or whatever. Like it doesn't need to be super goal oriented as much as it's just giving you some directives and direction. And so I do think that right now, more than other times, I would recommend if you're someone who finds value in creating a list and you find joy from crossing things off of a list, make the list. (laughs) Absolutely make the list because it's going to give you a sense of direction. It's going to give you a sense of purpose and it's going to give you some clarity around like, okay, what needs to get done today? And I know many people who are using lists right now to really rely on a framework around their day to find motivation around their time and to find motivation in terms of how they use their time rather than feeling a little bit powerless with no sense of direction. And I think that can be extremely valuable. So before we go into the last piece, which is the big piece, number four, talking about personal time, I want to talk about our sponsor today. Okay, so my fourth thing here, my fourth piece of advice for you on managing motivation and finding personal time is building in personal time every damn day and really make it built in. And so I've done this in a few different ways and I'm gonna share with you how I've done it. So every morning I have my morning routine and that has not really been compromised during this time. I will say that Vinny has been getting up earlier, which is driving me crazy. So I have had to put some (laughs) boundaries around how he's allowed to spend time with me in the morning. If he cannot sit and be quiet with me, then he's not allowed to be in the room with me. And we've had some words about that. So, because here's what he likes to do. He likes to come down and sit with me and he'll read for 10 minutes. We set a timer. So he reads for 10 minutes and then he wants to sing to the dog and he can sing to that damn dog for like 40 minutes straight, not even exaggerating. And it drives me up the freaking wall. (laughs) And so we have a rule now. We literally have a rule that during my morning routine, you're not allowed to sing to the dog. This is an actual rule that we've had to establish. So he's allowed to be in the room if he can be in there very quietly. (laughs) So I'm doing that. I am also as part of my morning routine right now, going for a walk. So actually in the normal time when I used to take Vinny to school, that 20 minute window from like 8 to 8.20 every day, I'm going for a walk. And it is my time to leave the house before I have to be in massive contact with my whole family for the whole day. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. 
It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. And so I'm getting up, doing my morning routine, doing my workout, and then I go for a walk. And on that walk, here's the really fun part. I'm only letting myself listen to not educational podcasts. <laughs> and so I'm listening to like celebrity gossip podcasts. Well, I'm listening to For Crying Out Loud, which is a quote unquote parenting podcast, but it's super funny and entertaining. So I'm not listening to podcasts that will make me a better person. I'm listening to podcasts that bring me joy. <laughs> I will listen to my podcasts that make me a better person at another time. So I will listen to Brene Brown when I'm getting ready for the day or maybe while I'm making lunch or dinner. But while I'm on my walk in the morning, I'm not trying to be a better person. I'm just trying to laugh and I'm trying trying to be as brainless and joyful as possible. (laughs) And so those two things have been really helpful. My morning routine, as usual, getting in that 20 minute walk in the time that I normally would have taken Vinny to school. So I'm just swapping time. So looking at where did you used to have time? Did you used to have time on a commute that now you could go do something for yourself during that time? Do you have a partner that can support that? Or are your kids old enough that that could be supported? Or could you give them a tablet so that you can like go put on headphones and do something enjoyable? And then The third thing I'm doing, I'm actually doing quick evening workouts a few times a week. And this is fully just to escape my family. Like I will tell you without any hesitation or shame. So recently my husband was like, oh, like, didn't you work out this morning and then go for a walk? And now at five o'clock, you're going to get on the Peloton. I'm like, yes, I am. Because I want to put on headphones and not talk to any of you or hear from you. So I'm doing that a few times a week, which has been really enjoyable. So for me, I know that motion processes emotion and I know that I love putting on headphones and like being able to escape the chaos in my household. And so I'm doing that as many times a day as I can and in little bits of time. And when I do a Peloton workout, I do like a 20 minute ride. So this is super short. So all of these things are little things I'm doing here and there. So even if you have younger children, you could be doing some of these things. Even if you can't get away for long periods of time, I want you to think about how you could do short periods of time, but that you can count on so that you have something to look forward to. Because that's the thing about this is having these little things to look forward to makes all the difference. So if I know that I'm going to have to be super engaged with my work all day and intermittently engaged with educating my child and helping him with distance learning... Then if I know that at five o'clock I get to get on that Peloton for 20 minutes and like listen to super loud music and do whatever I want, then I find my motivation to keep going. That helps keep me patient. It helps keep me dialed into the things that need my attention, especially if I'm feeling frustrated when I can just remember like, okay, just make it to five o'clock. The next thing I'm doing is my partner and I, Vince and I, we're negotiating weekend time. And so I want you to think about how you're negotiating time in general. For us, we've been doing this mostly on the weekend. But I want you to think about how you're negotiating time because I know many of you just have taken on additional burdens in the household. You've just taken on additional workload, additional mental load, additional family manager roles, because that's just who you are and that's what women and moms tend to do. And I want you to take a really close look at has there been any conversation around division of labor and have you drawn new lines around the division of labor? And so I will tell you that over the weekend, my husband took Vinny out and what I can't remember what they did. I think they went for a bike ride or something and then they did some gardening or something, but they were like out of the house for an hour and a half. And I decided there was a million things I was like, oh, I should do this and I should do that. And I was like, no, I'm going to sit on the couch and watch an episode of the Underpump Rules because I have not watched any Bravo in like five weeks. And 
my Bravo heart and my Real Housewives heart was having many longings for my shows. And so I laid on the couch and I watched an episode of Vanderpump Rules and it was like the most joy I felt in five weeks. I felt so relaxed. It was so lovely. And so when my husband and Vinny came back in the house, he was like, did you get some downtime? I was like, yes, that was amazing. I loved it. He's like, why aren't you doing that more often? Why are you trying to like do things and accomplish things when I take Vinny out? Because he's actually been taking Vinny out for bike rides pretty regularly. He's like, every time I take him out, you need to just sit on the couch. (laughs) And I was like, okay, challenge accepted. So I really want to push you to negotiate with your partner for time off and time to relax because you're probably not automatically building that in. That takes some effort, but oh my goodness, does it feel good. So now that I have these little pockets of time that I can count on, what's happening is I'm motivated by those timeframes so I can get through the hard times because I know that I have these little windows coming up. And then when I'm in those windows, they're so restorative. They rejuvenate me, they keep me going. And that allows me to not fall into a slump and not fall into stagnation around motivation. This makes such a big difference. So I make sure that my personal time is very joy filled. It is not me scrolling social media or consuming news. It's not me catching up on work or household stuff. It is very much like I'm listening to my fun podcasts. I'm watching fun TV shows. I'm reading fun fiction books. Holy cow. I asked on my personal Facebook page, if you want to go find me, I'm at Sarah Sutherland Dean. If you go find my personal Facebook page, I posted and asked about, I said, I want recommendations for fun reads. I said, I want fiction and nothing that's sci-fi or murdery. (laughs) And I got like a hundred recommendations of books. And many were repeated multiple times. I'll tell you the top picks were Circe, which I've heard Brene Brown talk about recently. So that's C-I-R-C-E, which is based on Greek mythology, which has me very skeptical because I'm not a huge mythology fan, but I've heard multiple people say it's excellent. So Circe was repeated multiple times. Where the Crawdads Sing, I think that's the title, which has been recommended to me at least 50 times in the last seven years. So I really do need to read it at some point. American Dirt was mentioned multiple times, which I believe is Oprah's current book club selection or a recent book club selection. And then Jessica Simpson's memoir, (laughs) which I'm not, I don't remember the name of it, but Jessica Simpson's book also came up multiple times. And everyone was like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but it was actually really good. So those were the top picks, all of which are now on my list. So by the time this goes live, I will probably be reading Jessica Simpson's book because I think I'm going to start with that one because I just want something really light, really easy. And what I'm doing is I'm reading before I go to bed every night. So I'm actually watching like a quick show with my husband after Vinny goes to bed and then spending a little bit more time reading because that is really fun for me. But I don't spend a lot of time doing pleasure reading. I actually tend to do a lot more learning reading. And I think a pandemic is a good time to do more pleasure reading. So all of those things are things that I'm doing to have personal time that is full of joy that I can look forward to. So having a good book, knowing some TV shows, podcasts, like having these fun, mindless things that I can do in my house. I will also tell you, puzzling, like I do this under the guise of like having an activity to do with Vinny, but I will tell you, oh my God, I love it so much. So (laughs) highly recommend puzzling as well. (laughs) All I want to do is retire and do puzzles all day now. So these are some things that have made my personal time feel really good. And when I know I have that to look forward to, it helps me maintain motivation in other areas of my life. So to review, if you're looking to manage motivation, find motivation, find personal time, here's what I want you to do. First, you got to build belief. Next, you need to start with your vision. 
Vision first, then your plan. Number three, make your daily to-do list or task list. And number four, build in that personal time every single day. So if you follow those four things, you will find the motivation starts picking up. You will find there's a rhythm to your routines that feels good that will give you some motivation. So let me know. I definitely want to know if this is impactful. I definitely want to know if you try any of these things out. I love getting feedback from all of you. So if you try these out and they work, let me know. If they don't work, let me know. I want to know what's working. If you have other things that are working for you, please, please chime in. So this episode will go up on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. If you have other things that are working for you that are allowing you to find creative ways to get personal time, creative ways to stay motivated, please please, 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 please let us know because this will help everyone. So you can follow along on Instagram and in our private Facebook group and let us know what's working for you, what your takeaways from this episode were so that we can all continue to be motivated and find some precious personal time during this pandemic. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.